Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. Fragments of Silicon, the podcast that we remember happens. <laughs> Welcome to the first, um, actually it's not the first uh, Tuesday interview of the season, the second, I'm remembering correctly. Anyway, yeah, so uh, we got another European interview to do uh, this week, and we are uh, pleased to welcome once again to the program uh, Yassine Salmi of Salmi Games. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. Um, for the... Was you who might remember, we had him uh, on the program last season to talk about uh, the game Ellipses. And at the end of that interview, I remember we teased a bit of your uh, next project, which I believe is ready to be talked about at this point. Yeah, yeah. All right, so your uh, follow-up game is um, quite in a different direction from your uh, previous work. Um, it's a game called Late for Work, and it's a multiplayer VR experience. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Should I just talk about it a little bit? <laughs> uh, just you know, I wanted to confirm that. All right. Um, it, it's yeah, it's a it's a local multiplayer VR uh, game. Right. Well, there, there's actually a lot to unpack here because. Um, uh, hang on, I, uh, Petty Fan, do you have a trailer of this, or... I, I do get... not ha I don't think you ever gave it to me. Oh, uh, hang on, I can do that right now, because... Now, a multiplayer, local multiplayer VR game sounds a little bit challenging. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of challenges just in terms of performance, um, um, like you're rendering to the VR headset, and then you're also we're doing like a split screen on the desktop, mm -hmm. uh, so you could be rendering up to four different screens on a desktop plus the left and right uh, images for the headset. Yeah. Uh, so you have quite limitations. Now, is this like everyone has a VR helmet, or is it just one person helmet kind of deal? Uh, it's uh, it's one person has a helmet, so so. And the other players play with either keyboard or gamepad. So the the main idea is that um, what I've experienced from VR so far is that when you're playing with friends, it's one person is playing and the others are just sort of standing around, you know, 
looking awkwardly at the person gesticulating under the headset. And what we wanted to do is bring, create more of a party experience with a VR game so that uh, you can join in to the experience that the person with the headset is experiencing and, and, and play together. So there's less awkward standing around. So a little bit more integrated gameplay than say even keep talking and everyone and nobody dies or whatever that one's called. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, big fan of that game, but, but yeah, we're taking a little different approach. So uh, you're all playing on a shared screen. Uh, uh, we wanted, excuse me. Yeah, we wanted to do something like, I, mean, I grew up on Mario Kart and GoldenEye and games like, like multiplayer games like that. And I wanted to bring that experience to VR. All right, I think I am ready with the footage. All right, um, if you would, proceed. So one of the reasons um, for the footage is this is, well, your avatar is a gorilla. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, and I'm wondering, is there any particular reason why you're playing as a gorilla who's very late for his desk job? <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's like you said, there's a few things to unpack. Uh, you're, so what we wanted to do uh, with the movement system is, is try something where you interact with the world a lot more directly. I'm, I think teleportation works fine in VR, but I wanted something more direct. And we thought about like you're pulling yourself around the world and that worked. So we kind of gravitated towards a gorilla character, but then we wanted to create a coherent universe. And what we came up with is that you are uh, a giant gorilla living amongst humans and nobody really notices that you're both giant and a gorilla. And the idea is you're, you have a normal day-to-day uh, -day life. You go to work, you try to get your stuff done, you try to provide for your family, uh, and you basically try to work around the fact that you're so massive and it causes all sorts of chaos. Um, the idea for Lay for Work itself is that you the way we want to do the first intro, the actual launch trailer, is that uh, you're getting ready for work and you can't find your briefcase and your shoes and it turns out that your kids took that and are running off in town and you got to chase after them to get your stuff so you can get to work. Otherwise, you're going to be late for work. Now, the way I see this rendered is, is that the gorilla is really mostly just a head and arms or head yeah, and that's, hands. That's a uh, work in progress. <laughs> So at this point, as it stands, I cannot help but imagine that you are actually just Andros's upper middle class loser cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way of looking at it. 
don't know. It's the the, the character shouldn't have like any negative connotation. It's just it's just a guy trying to survive and uh, uh, doing his best, and then just encountering just ridiculous situations because you accidentally knocked over a building and crushed three people, and now the cops are coming to take you away for. You know, it it's just a what we're going for is a bit like uh, Octodad meets Job Simulator. Mm-hmm. So nobody really notices your gorilla. Uh, they don't they don't blame you for that part. They just blame you for causing damage to other people's property. It kind of makes sense, I guess. So the disembodied head and arms are uh, so. The project, as you can tell, is it's we launched it in early access, uh, and there's still a lot to do. Um, we need a proper animator and with like a full gorilla body suit and like there's a lot okay. of work to be done in that area and right now what we have is mostly placeholder okay so the plan is eventually to have a full body and proper inverse kinematics for the feet and stuff yeah that would be that would be the goal like uh, i think it it kind of disturbs people that there's no body and it's also makes it more challenging for the the non vr players to hit the gorilla when they're shooting at him with uh, tanks or planes. Uh, so the head is a bit oversized right now in game. And eventually, once we have the full uh, solution, then it'll be tweaked appropriately so that there's a body running around and you can aim at it. So and ideally, look less like, like Andros. Exactly. Well, you could consider that a nod towards uh, uh, that game. Um, right now, in ter- now, um, you mentioned that you're a- actually implementing movements um, with the gorilla, correct? Yeah. So you reach out and grab the world and pull yourself along. Um, and what we found with that is that it both feels very intuitive and it reduces motion sickness. Uh, and so it's important that the the game feels very comfortable in VR because that's how you lose customers or potential customers. Yeah, that, that's it's why certainly one. Of, yeah, one of the reasons that none of us really do VR. Okay. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of the things that Oculus like emphasizes a lot is that the experience has to be comfortable for for players. Otherwise, you're going to turn off people. We're going to try try VR once or twice, and then be like, no, this just makes me feel sick, and I'm not ever trying it again. Yeah, I tried an Oculus demo at my local Best Buy, and I nearly threw up. Mm-hmm. What demo? I don't remember which one it was. It was like one of the early demos that Oculus had. Like one of the, yeah, when they were doing the whole public demo thing. I mm-hmm. honestly forget what game they were showing. All I remember is being very, very sick and almost wanting to throw up. Yeah, and then the next time you even touch a headset, you'll feel nauseous again. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just bad for like i even have problems if games have head wobble i need to turn that shit off because all right no (laughs) motion sickness is a big um barrier to vr right now yeah yeah like i think at least for me most of my issue is if my body is stationary and the head is moving the disconnect there is no 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 yeah I, i can totally understand that um one of the things we struggled with for a long time is how to do rotation in our game. So, like, the lateral movements, the translations worked fine. And then we, well, I had the idea, like, you know, you should be able to pivot around a point as well. So, like, you grab 
you grab a mountain to like forward and to the right of you and you like swing yourself around and you know that should just work magically and uh no it doesn't work at all uh or at least we haven't found a good solution for it and we tried like dozens of different things to make the rotations feel better and um it's like the instant way of making people sick is add a bit of uncontrolled rotation um so we just got rid of it completely um in our game on on Vive, you don't need to rotate because you got full room experience. But on Oculus, uh, you rotate by flicking the joystick left or right, and it just like just turns you 15 degrees oh, so instantly. Oh, support room scale. Oh yeah, it supports room scale. Neat. So on early access right now, we support both Oculus and uh, and the Vive. Now, is this just being in the development for the PC, or is it coming to PlayStation VR as well? Uh, we would love to bring it to PlayStation VR. We received our dev kits uh, 10 days ago. <laughs> uh, but between now and a PSVR launch, uh, there's a long way to go. So we can't really do early access on PSVR, so we got to bring a finished product. Uh, so, yes, we want to bring it to PSVR. Uh, it's a matter of time and money at this point. Yeah, especially yeah. getting the, P P the PS4 to be able to handle the um, un-VR components as well. Right. I and like So the game is should fit well in a couch-slash-console uh, experience because Sony wants to have these split-screen experiences where you render stuff to the screen and to the headset, but then you have to take into consideration performance issues and all that, so... Uh, it... it uh... Honestly, the game kind of reminds me of the um, asymmetrical gameplay that you'd see on Nintendo consoles. Like, um, have you ever played a game called Pac-Man Versus? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like that, or you know, something for the Wii U, where you know one person would be on the gamepad and everybody else would be on the television. Kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like, and you know, uh, I am interested that um, VR is uh, exploring this uh, concept uh, because I honestly thought it would would have died with the Wii U. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when we first started working on it, we didn't, I mean, we didn't come across other games, but since then I've, like, found a whole list of asymmetrical VR games. Uh, I think it's a, it's a fun way to bring people together, both online and also, like, in the same room. So, um uh, like, I think VR is, like, something you can't really explain to people. Like, you either experience it and it's, like, breathtaking or it makes you feel sick. <laughs> That's the flip side. But uh, once you do experience it, uh, it can hook you in. Like, um, I, I think newer headsets really make you feel that uh, that feeling of presence. Uh, but uh, there are games, yeah, that focus on doing that shared experience, uh, both under the headset and outside of it. Uh, and I'd love to see more games like that because it's such a it's an interesting space to explore. Right. And so, uh, what are the uh, other players doing in this game? So currently, the other players take control of either tanks or trucks or planes. Mm -hmm. And we have three game modes. Uh, one is the standard team deathmatch. So the four non-VR players just gang up against a gorilla and. 
uh, in different environments. And then the other more advanced game modes we have are more like hide and seek uh, slash uh, sort of like the gorilla has to find several items that are, that the other players hide around the, the, the map. Uh, and these are meant for uh, groups of players who've played this game a few times together and sort of have a feel of the map and know how the controls work. And so there's there's we want to build more how do you say, more advanced uh, gameplay into that. So there's more of a cat and mouse uh, behavior. The, the, the VR player knows that there's spawn points here and here and here, and the other players know that the gorilla is going to go look there. And um, sort of you learn one counter technique, and the other players learn another counter technique, and so on. And there's a lot of other game modes we want to add on top of that. But the, the main thing that non-VR players are doing is, yeah, controlling the vehicles. And another thing we want to add later on is, like, human control you could control little humans running around and then jump in and out of vehicles or uh, uh, assemble super weapons together to take down the gorilla or the giant okay but you have to have at least one combining robot if you do that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah and uh, so what's the third game mode so the, 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 there's the hide-and-seek and last man standing are sort of variations of each other. Hide-and-seek, you're actually hiding objects, and the last man standing is really just you have each one life, and it's the last human alive uh, um, wins uh, if you survive like two or three minutes. So those two are slight variations of each other, uh, but we want to build out more game modes. We're thinking about as well, like, can we do like cooperative game modes, and would players be interested in that? Um, we have a lot of things we still want to implement. Uh, well, um, would it be like uh, cooperative among the players, or some people aligning with the gorilla, or how would that work? Um, do you know, like, uh, oh god, what, what is this board game called? It, there's a board game where you got to defeat like infections around the map. Uh, hold on a sec. It's in my closet here. <laughs> uh, Pandemic. Do you know this game? I have heard of that actually. So it's like a two to four player board game, and you there's a virus infection around the world, and you play together to defeat the virus infection. And so it would be like working together to to defeat a set of mission objectives. Uh, or eventually we'd like to have an online multiplayer. And uh, we thought of like having like a, let's take a, one VR with four local players against another uh, group of players, which is a v, uh, like a giant plus four non-giants, uh, sort of like a, uh, a different take on like a Dota experience. Uh, uh, with less of the build-up, but more like one team versus another team. So what what we really want to do, like right now, we're focusing on uh, on polishing the current gameplay, and then what we want to do after that is just try out different game modes and and uh, and work with the community to see you know what's fun, what's not fun, um, uh, what directions we could take this game in terms of multiplayer game modes. Well, uh, speaking of which, is there any concern about um, implementation? Because you're doing a split-screen uh, split couch co-op experience on the PC, and it's not a platform that's really known for those kind of games. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, we were wondering how many people use like Steam Link and whether or not that even works with a VR game. Uh, like I said earlier, like I think the game would have been better with uh, console, so PSVR uh, and or whatever Microsoft's coming up with. Uh, but the feedback we've gotten from the early access community is that the game is quite popular with uh, parents who own a VR headset and have a bunch of kids. Uh, uh, so they quite enjoy taking turns on the VR headset. Uh, uh, and the other players are playing on the computer. So if you own a gamepad or if you own a console and you have an Xbox controller, PlayStation 4 controller, you can plug it into your PC and use that. Um, but yeah, it's... I don't know how many people play couch games on their desktop. Uh, but surprisingly, it's more than we expected. Hmm. Right. So uh, how far along is the game in development in early access? I think we, we still got a long way to go. So we've been working on the game off and on since January. And I would say we have at least nine months more of development. Uh, it depends on the final scope of the game. We'd like to implement a single-player campaign, which would be exploring that storyline as a father, like just trying to hold your day job and then eventually getting fired and trying to become employed at other places and doing a series of um, a series of jobs and trying to find where you fit in society. Uh, that's the whole single-player campaign, and then we'd love to do an online multiplayer. Like people keep asking for that, so it's, you know. Some people can play with their family or with their friends and come over, and some people just... Most people play VR on their own. Um, I wonder if syncing would be a problem over that, uh, over yeah. online. And uh, online is like a whole Pandora's box of, 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 of challenges. So I'm, I'm wary of like diving into that before we're, we're really ready to commit, like I don't know, five to six months of development just for the online stuff. I think we could get a, a, a version up and going fairly quickly, but then as soon as you try to deal with all the physics issues, destruction, like the destruction system we have in place right now is still fairly basic, and but we would like to flesh it out some more. So yeah, it, it's challenging. Uh, so I, I only want to dive into that once I'm ready to commit a big chunk of development for it. Um, what made you you want to do a VR game in the first place? Um, yeah, since our last game was Ellipsis, which was like a touch base uh, experience, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I personally feel VR is uh, going to be a huge market eventually. Um, like I think, I think the technology has reached a certain threshold in terms of quality, and I think it's going to keep getting better. And it's just this wide open design space where uh, there's so many problems to solve, like so many things to try, so many experiences that you can't necessarily do uh, without VR. Um, so I've been very interested in trying out VR um, prototypes. And uh, even while we were developing Ellipsis, we wanted to explore VR a lot more. And, and so, Ellipsis was just kind of like this, this weird tangent we took, or not tangent, but like uh, it, it's just Ellipsis was an idea we wanted to explore, and we did. Uh, but VR is something I wanted to invest in and and take the the studio in that direction. Uh, 
Uh, I feel like if we can establish ourselves as a quality developer of VR games, it's gonna maybe not right away, but like over the long term, it's 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 a worthwhile investment. And um, have you heard from like uh, people who bought your previous game, Ellipses, um, about this? Um, um, from the outset, uh, a quite a radical turn in uh, development. You know, uh, yeah, I don't know anybody who, well, maybe a couple friends. I, other than that, I don't know anybody who bought Ellipsis who also bought Lay for Work. And so it's like you said, it's, it's two, it's, it's, they're two completely different games. And so we might be shooting ourselves in the foot by not, uh, you know, taking advantage of the user base we have created. Uh, but like, I don't have any current ideas for a good touch-based game. Uh, I just want to explore the, the this VR space. So I don't know if it's the smartest business decision, but uh, create creatively, it's uh, fulfilling. That's good. Yeah, like you know, I, I, mentioned, I think I mentioned this last time. We do a lot of contract work to pay the bills, so. Uh, I'm trying to build a sustainable studio, but I'm trying to do it in a smart way. So like uh, not putting all our eggs in one basket and making sure we have enough revenue coming in from multiple sources to pay the bills and keep developing our ideas. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only studio that uh, does that. Like, yeah. Um, okay. So, so uh, can you talk about any of your contract work or is that uh, under uh, NDA? Uh, I yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure it is under NDA, but like the the, the contract we're, we're currently doing has nothing to do with games. And in in okay. my experience, doing games contract work is not a so. If I'm doing contract work, it's to maximize the income I can get so that I can free up as much resources over the next X months to work on games. Uh, and right. Okay. I see. Like once again, we've experienced both uh, companies, you know, people who do contract work in the video games industry and who do uh, contract work outside. Yeah. What we do hope for is, and it, we it started generating some leads, but like that, if we establish ourselves as a VR developer, that uh, we'll get more work in the VR uh, sector. Uh, or more high-end work, uh, and then do more contract work in VR. But that's like, it's both a quote-unquote booming market, but also there's lots of players there already. Like everybody, well, I don't know. It seems to me like everybody's diving into VR, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, but I think, yeah. Like I said, we want to establish ourselves as a, a high-quality high VR studio and, and see where that leads. Right, right. Uh, I'm like, I'm not sure if everyone's ju uh, jumping into it because, well, like Microsoft is doing um, a lot of work in AR, you know, um, Hololens. Yeah. And, oh, well, yeah. And Nintendo is doing well whatever Nintendo does, but. Yeah, th there are a lot of players in the VR field from uh, what I've seen. Uh, it's, it, it'll, yeah, 
I, I'm I'm biased. So like if I'm I'm following your news, so I'm getting a very biased stream. So I don't see the rest of it. But yeah, there's it's hard to tell sometimes. Like I, I sometimes wonder if we did a mistake by not focusing on the switch, for example. Um, like there's always like an early gold rush when a new platform comes out that is popular. Uh, but I don't have any. I don't want to do a game just for or just purely for financial reasons. Uh, and I don't have a good idea for a Switch game, so there's no point jumping in there. I don't know what Microsoft is doing. Is it Microsoft? They're do um, they're doing a thing called the Hololens. Yeah, I know. I know the Hololens, uh, but they're also doing a thing with Asus, uh, and there's rumors they're doing a. I don't know if it's the Asus thing or the, what is it? Is it Asus? The VR headset? As far as VR, from what I can tell, um, they're supporting Oculus. You know, like, their grand gesture was adding um, Xbox controller support to the Oculus Rift. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's like, a lot of it has to do with Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Minecraft had a big push on the, uh, on the Oculus and Gear VR store. Uh, they're also doing mixed reality and. Mm -hmm. Now, um, speaking of like the Gear VR and such, uh, uh, did you um, will late for work work on something like that, or is it just for the high end VR stuff? Currently, it's just for the high end VRs. Um, we are exploring, so. We'd like to do a, a non-high-end version where perhaps you take control of everything that is not the giant. So I, I thought of like a Gear VR or Daydream version where you just control the the tanks or the the planes or the humans from a non. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, for a, a non-desktop-based uh, VR system. So like for Gear VR or Daydream. Uh, but I don't know if that makes financial sense. I, I couldn't say. <laughs> Let's say if we got funding for it, we definitely explore it. I think it'd be in like a nice companion VR uh, game or app, but uh, we're already struggling with performance issues on a PC. So, well, right. you wouldn't do split screen multiplayer on a Gear VR, but maybe if it was like a, a different way to access the game, it could be interesting. Right now, is the game being built in like Unity or uh, Unreal or uh, any sort of middleware engine? Yeah, we're using Unity. Um, and uh, how's that been working out in terms of development? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Unity. It's got its pros and cons, like anything else. And sometimes you run into weird bugs that you can't resolve on your own. But uh, in terms of uh, access to uh, experienced developers and being able to go from an idea to something concrete it's you know it's it's one of the best solutions out there uh, so yeah I, 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 I've tried rolling my own technology before and you it's not for me because I am not proficient enough programmer to both be able to like do an awesome technology and create an awesome game. Uh, there's just too many things that can go wrong and you end up spending years just on a technology. So I love Unity for uh, the problems it helps us solve. Uh, and I can appreciate its limitations, 
and sometimes it's very frustrating, uh, but it's a very useful tool. Let's see. Uh, so you how much is the game, uh, actually, um, how much is the game going for right now, and will that price increase, um, like uh, as it gets closer to release or uh, at release? So it's yeah, it's it's nine ninety nine or ten bucks right now, uh, and it's the lowest price is going to be until it releases. So what we would like to do is increase the price progressively, as as we deem it like uh, worthwhile. So as we've added enough content, so if we add th two, three, four new maps, uh, then we would bump the price up. And we're committing to not uh, doing any sales, at least until launch. So what that means is if you believe in us now and like the game experience and invest now, you're gonna get the game at the best price possible, at least until launch. Uh, after launch, then we might do sales and all that, but. I want to resist doing that until then. Um, or bundles, as we were approached today for a bundle, and I'm like, the game's not even fully released yet. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, that I'm, doesn't really surprise me. You know, it's like, uh, given, you know, there are some bundlers out that are uh, maybe not as shady as... Yeah, they do the early access thing. Uh, yeah. Um, I I need to talk to Steam to see, like, we have a bunch of people who wish this is the game, and I'm like, is there a way for me to notify them before I bump the price up? Like, it's a, sort of like a reverse sale. Uh, I, I, yeah. I We're trying to create something. I honestly of, don't know. Yeah. Like, Anyway, uh, shifting away from the game, uh, I saw recently that you got hired at Indie Mega Booth. Uh, not me. That's uh, Chris Wolf. Uh, oh, okay. I, I thought I, I thought it was okay. So he's he's uh, he's he's working part time <laughs> for us, and he's uh, uh, yeah, he's focusing on marketing. Uh, and PR for us part time, and he's also yeah got hired by the Mega Boost, and he's doing a bunch of stuff for them. Um, <laughs> he's quite passionate about yeah. games and loves going to conferences, and right. uh, yeah, gets a lot of stuff done. Right, 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 right. Um, right I suppose at that point, um, uh, right. So I'm gonna ask my uh, compatriots here if they have any more questions about late for work. Um, I think all of mine have been answered. So, yeah, I'm I'm fairly good. Aside from, I'm vaguely curious about like I assume the uh, people playing on the the uh, non VR have pretty standard first person ish control schemes, and then the monkey you said works by basically drag and pull on the ground with the hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. we're, we're working hard to improve the, the non-VR controls because they're a little, they're slightly clunky, clunky, I would say. <laughs> uh, so that's our focus for August is to get the controls as smooth as possible. Mm -hmm. So for the planes, like my inspiration is Star Fox, basically. Uh, and 
for the tanks, like right now they're like dual controlled. So like one stick moves and the other one aims and we're gonna experiment with putting on a one stick or just just tweaking a lot of stuff to try to make it as smooth and uh, as smooth as possible. We want the game to be pick up and play. So at any point, a non-VR player can jump into the game. So mm -hmm. even if the, the VR guy is doing like a single player mission, uh, <laughs> a non-VR player can jump in and just start messing around. Uh, that's the aim for the game. Can so yeah, I ask that... you guys where you guys stand on VR oh. in general? Um, um, <laughs> I'm really concerned uh, about getting hit. Sorry, Adam, you go it first. Needs, needs to come down. Needs to come down in price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, VR is sure a, a creative space, but for as far as a an actual application we're still in the early days now with all the equipment a lot of so the potential audience is pretty limited now good or bad yeah you need like an $800 machine just to run VR adequately yeah and that's without the and I'm not talking like gear you know like gear VR car Anything like that. That that's not the same thing as Oculus and uh Vox and so on and so forth. Uh, it's like the stuff is well high end, but it's also got a high end. Um and concerns me because the uh, insurmountable bear um to our the EOS could grow stagnant before, uh, you know, enough on board with it. Yeah, I think I, VR is um, a... Far... Sorry, I, I... Sorry. Do you want me to go, or do you want as to keep far... going? Uh, I say so. The, uh, as far as development itself goes, um, they really need to... The um, in sickness deal control uh, that is the best um, hurdle to uh, outside of place uh, for to connect with VR, uh, and you know it's a problem that you know movement is disabled in a lot of VR games. Uh, you know that's why teleportation is a thing. Yeah. Make sure people don't throw <laughs> when they move. That could be the other death for uh, VR. Like people just can't get used to tracking and never deal with it. Again. All right, um, Galics. Yeah, I think VR. There's a lot you can do with it, and I think. Uh... It definitely there are some games that make the most types of things that make the most sense in VR, but I think a lot of the games that are being made in VR don't necessarily need that. And on a personal level, um, I'm not a huge fan because I get headaches really easily, and that kind of thing can uh, instigate that. But this game seems like a good idea for 
a way to integrate it with other things. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I like I'm yeah. I think this still has a lot of hurdles as well. So I'm just curious what the market will be like in five years' time, and um, if if they manage to solve this uh, sort of. Um, the wireless tracking, so like outside-in tracking, so that you can have an experience on a mobile headset that is like the Vive or the Oculus. Um, I think then it'll become very exciting. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't spend a lot of time under a VR headset either. Okay, I don't have tons of time to play as well, so that's I have my own problems, but. Uh, one thing I really like about VR is this feeling, this godlike feeling you get sometimes when you can reach out and grab the world and manipulate it, either build things or destroy things. Um, there's something, I don't know. It, it makes you feel very powerful. All right, I think I'll do it uh, for this. Uh, Yasin? Thank you very much for taking the schedule uh, being with us uh, here today. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me again. It's it's really it's been really cool. Uh, no problem, no problem. Being late for work, it's on uh, Steam this right now. Just for Windows or Windows uh, Mac. <laughs> Uh, I think in theory we support Mac, but uh, yeah, there's nothing really on Mac yet for VR. So uh, once it's a viable platform, we'll support it as well. But yeah, right now it's just for Windows. Fair enough. Like it's available for Windows for both the Oculus and the um, H5 uh, Steam VR. Um, it's going for ten dollars, I believe. Yep. Yeah, um, you can find out all the infos at tenuro.com. Okay. All right, and we look to see more in the game. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll implement. You'll be. Uh, you want in the months ahead. Yeah, we. we and all uh, sorry. Go on. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, one of the things we want to flesh out as well, I forgot to mention this earlier, is that we want to flesh out the non-VR portion because it's been fun doing like tank battles in our office and playing battles, and we want to we want to flesh that part out too. So I don't know if it'll become a standalone game without the VR component, but we 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 want to flesh that part out too, and maybe offer a non-VR version as well. Like. We'll uh, see if that comes. So that'll um, time we have for the uh, Be sure to in tomorrow. We'll be having Jason King's Cardboard Utopia. We'll be talking about the East uh, Strategy RP, Children of the Zodiac. I'm looking forward, and uh, we hope you are to it as well. And such time, I wish you good game.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.